1: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of IC terms and conditions apply.
0: It's brand new season two.
1: Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey, Money Movers, I'm your host, Tanya Sam, and welcome back to Money Moves, the podcast powered by Greenwood, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Our next guest is an H-Town Houston rapper who is blending his love of music and fashion while providing lyrics with soul. Money Movers, please welcome the fashionista, Youth Soul Love.
3: Hey, soul. Thank you, thank you, Greenwood family, for having me. Thank you so much.
2: Well, welcome, welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. First of all, you look great. I know you're coming in with your own fashion flair. We love it, we love it
3: to look good for you, of course. Thank you so much.
2: Of course. Well, you are well known for being a fashionista, but also your lyrical, soulful music that you create. I want to take our listeners back and talk about how you got here. So take us back to Young Soul, and let's sort of walk through the aspirations and the trajectory of your success to today.
3: Um, Well, Youth Soul Love um, has really, really started to really pick up success around 2016. But I can take you back um, when I was just a teenager, just yeah. writing, it. just um, just trying to figure it out. Um, I started off as like uh, a lyricist. Um, I really, really pictured myself as creating these stories when I was making music. Um, from 16 to 17, I'm perfecting my craft, just mm. writing, writing, writing. I think 17, 18 is when I kind of like, like finally first walked inside the booth and honestly recorded my first song. It was trash. It really <laughs> not, That's not fair. My cousin was like, "Yo, get out of the booth. What are you doing? You're not, you're not ready." So, um, 18, 19, I really, really focused um, and really, really started taking it serious. But around this time, I was dabbling, dabbling into fashion. Um, it was always my love. It was always like my passion. Um, the, the, the icons that I were watching at that point in time in the early 2000s, they just inspired me so much. Where I not only wanted to make really good music, mm-hmm. I also wanted to look good while doing it. Mm-hmm. So 20, twenty 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 twenty-one, I would definitely say I got into a boy group, a boy band, a boy rap group, whatever you want to call it. It was called Above the Clouds. Um we were just kind of picking up our name. Um, we were going to studios in Austin, Texas and doing different shows in Texas. And um it really, really didn't work out. It was a really, <laughs> really great for all of us. We Got out there and did shows and different things like that. But um, we were just young artists trying to come up, trying to find our way. Um, so 2021, um, at that age, I was just like, no, nah, I have really have to take this serious. I really, really have to really, really perfect it and take it somewhere. So um, I decided to leave the group. I actually started to do my own thing. Um, I was going by YSL at the time. Mm-hmm. People were Young Stetson Leone um because that was my name but i really wanted to switch it uh more so into something that was more positive so at the age of 2020 i would say 22 uh youth soul love was created and youth stand for giving your, your your giving back to the youth and putting your heart and soul into everything you do and god is love so um that's what really really i wanted to stand by and stand on so at the age of 23 24 i was just Broke rapper, trying to get on, begging people, taking pictures with, with um, different celebrities and stuff like that. I had no clue about the music industry. Um, but I knew I had a really, really great stage presence when it came to performing. Okay. Um, I, I felt I was connecting with the audience. So I knew this was something that I really, really wanted to do. But on the aspect of everything, I was still going to college. I went to HCC um, for fashion design. And um, I was learning all of these different things, trying to um, just... Perfect my craft it wasn't easy, I would definitely say mm-hmm. it, it was definitely something where financially I was not ready for i didn't know how much it took to be an artist um and then
2: and, when and I, so I think that's really interesting because you know you're a young kid here and you've got all these loves you've got music which in and of itself is is a love and a passion and fashion, and those none of those things come cheap, right so how did you balance like you know this whole thing that I think a lot of young people try to do. They're like, listen, if you want to be successful, you've got to walk the walk and talk the game. You got to have drip in this. Like, how did you balance that, and how did you sort of like make that happen?
3: Oh man, now, I definitely have to say I had to humble myself. I had so many jobs. Um, from I, I, I'm so embarrassed, but from mowing grasses in um in the in the, yeah. some of the hood. Um my uncle, he honestly gave me a great opportunity. He he took over H and R Block. He started with his own independent tax service, and um, it actually formed into an H and R Block. Um, so he got me to sit down, be his secretary, learn office work, learn how to talk, to communicate with people. Honestly, talk to customers and different things like that. So I switched around different jobs. I always stayed at the mall. I worked mm-hmm. at the the Zoomies. The Abercrombie and Fitch's, the, the Hollisters, and you know and there's the, like um, no shame
2: in this, but it's still it's so funny because we all find ourselves going, oh my gosh, the jobs I had worked to, yeah, but, but even, it's survival,
3: you know. Even waiting tables, um, just different things where I knew I was just like, hey, long as I can have the money to go to the studio and just record, I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have enough money just to get into the car and go to Austin just to do my performance. Because, you know, when you're starting off, you're not making money at this time. You're just a, a up-and-coming. Right. So, the age 24, I was like, hey, I've had enough of Texas. I really, really need to um, learn more about this culture. Um, and what I've learned from that time is everyone says hip-hop was born in the Bronx. Hip-hop was born in the Bronx. So, as a Texas kid, I kind of, like, had people that I was looking up to who were from New York, mm-hmm. so I just made the move to actually try Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week for the first time, and um, I went there and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the ambiance. I fell in love with the city. I felt inspired. I didn't know how I was gonna make it. I was just a kid um, who just had a dream, but my partner, she had my back. She she actually stood behind me and was like, "Hey, let's go ahead and make this move. I believe in you." Oh wow. So, I would definitely say this journey has been based off great foundation of people who honestly believe in my journey and believe in my craft and and they've seen the vision from a young age. And I've kind of just floated through there. Money was always an issue, but it never controlled my career, if I could say that.
2: I think that's so important because... I've wrestled over years. You always hear like famous people, Oprah, people like Oprah, who's a billionaire, right? will be like, it's not about the money and you're going, okay, it's never about the money when you are a billionaire. But sometimes like you have to take a step away from that statement coming from a billionaire and realize like you put the time in, you do the work, like whether it's mowing waiting tables, mowing lawns to get to where it is and it comes. So it feels like when you can look at it like that, you see the value of it like when you look in hindsight as well.
3: Yeah. I just knew that when I got a chance and I got my moment um that the money wasn't going to make the moment. The mm. people were was going to make the moment. The energy, the 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 be ready for your performance time, be ready for your 15 seconds of fame. I just knew that if I can keep making it to each and every opportunity that, that I was blessed with, it was building me. So New York kind of built me. I honestly was out there for three or four years and um, moving from Texas to New York, I didn't know anyone. Um, the journey was crazy. I got my first apartment slash little condo was in New Jersey, Jersey city was very 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 hood very very <laughs>
2: you're like I, was, I gotta I just need a place to lay my head.
3: Everybody always talk about the hoods and their hoods in their city, but um it's a few places I could definitely say Jersey is definitely there, no, Jersey, there it's rough.
2: Newark and Jersey like
3: yes. You have to the thing about Jersey City you have to touch base in Newark. You have it's some you have to go to Newark to be in Jersey in Jersey City in that area so I was just a young kid taking the train. I didn't even know where I was going. I didn't know the routes. I was hopping on the, um, the train, going into the city every day. Only had a few dollars in my pocket. Only had a few things going on, but uh, I had the faith. I just knew that uh, my time was gonna come. Um, I, I did amazing video one day and it just caught the likes of MTV Jams. Um, a really, really great um, guy named Yomi Desalu. He was the programmer director for over 16 years for MTV Jams, but then they switched him to BET Jams. So it was the perfect time. He fell in love with my music. And um, it was the introduction to, uh, I guess you could say to You So Love's career. 2016, I started off uh, with amazing shows, BET, um, Rising Stars. Um, it, it, it was amazing. I, I had some amazing experiences, then amazing shows with amazing artists, Currency from the South, Cam'ron from Harlem, yeah. Smoke Dizza. From Joey Badass. A lot of great, amazing people took me on, and um, I kind of just got my career started. And um, to this day, we're, we're just still going hard, still going strong and making sure that the music is positive and getting it out there.
2: Oh, this is excellent. So this is a perfect segue. So now you're starting to get a little rumblings in the industry. How did you decide to either go with a major label and sign with them or to continue as an independent artist? How do artists make those decisions nowadays?
3: Oh, man, it's definitely, it's definitely in your good. I've had amazing sit downs and meetings with major labels. And, you know, as the time goes, you're like, ah, I got to do this major thing. I got to do this major thing. But one thing, um, one thing first, I'm a Gemini. So I'm super creative. Uh, June nineteenth. Super, super. The
2: second June 19th birthday we've had today. Yeah,
3: June 19th birthday, so I'm super creative when it comes to my work. So I Ah. really, really love creative freedom. When it comes to majors, um, you really don't get that creative aspect. Um, They're starting to formulate and change, which I really, really love about Mm -hmm. the music industry now because the artists have a lot more to say and a lot more to fight for. But um, in these times that I was coming, I was sitting with a bunch of major labels and they were dangling money over my face and, um, and, and telling me this and promising me that. But um, I just knew that my art was mm-hmm. the real currency of everything. I felt my performances were the real currency. And to let someone come in and take control, hundred percent control of that, um, it just didn't kind of sit well. I really, really wanted to showcase more yeah. Um. Um. I really feel like I wasn't there yet for a major. Yeah. I show really the world more, and I didn't really want anybody to kind of put that lock on it yet. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
1: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now, get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com easy. Ramp.com easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
3: My best hopes.
2: What's interesting about how you refer to your art as a currency, and we talk a lot about money and, and, and value and creating it. And I love that analogy because when you talk about it as a currency or an asset that you're in control of, that you can help increase the value and directly shape as it grows, and then again, like your connection with audience. So the more you connect with your audience, the more they value you and you see it grow like an asset. So it's, yeah. that's a great analogy on, on, in terms of having control over your music, your legacy and, and building value.
3: Yeah, because when um, I leave and go to the next realm or wherever I go when it's time, um, I just want the people who been on my journey to have a piece of me. I don't want people to, who I don't even know or I can't get on the phone you know, to have this you know this ownership of things when i leave this when i leave and it's my time to pass on so Mm -hmm. if i can give a song to you and i left with soul he gave me a song or you know people who've been on this journey i think i would rather do that like let's say tupac like if if his mom could have an album that no one else has or or, you know his cousins or his sister i think of things like that and i honestly followed a lot of greats the princes the the tupacs and the other gemini's and the other creatives who uh, come before me and I really, really studied the industry. And know, um, I, I, I know there's a time and place for, for the major.
2: When you talk about studying the industry, because I think oftentimes, you know, and you've, you're a self-admitted like high level creative. So oftentimes mm. you have the creatives who are like, I don't want to worry, worry about the business. Don't, I just want to be an artist. Yeah. You know, do you think that's a viable option for artists these days? Or have you, when you say you study the industry, what are some of the tips and offerings that you can give back to our audience for, you know, the business side of it?
3: The business side is, I would say the first tip is know the business. Hmm. I definitely think that's like the, the one you could put an exclamation by. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> know the business. Know what business that you're getting in, getting into. Know what uh, comes with it. Know, know what losses Come with it. Know what sacrifices you have to know what. Um, as far as the business side, know that you have marketing, lawyers, and different things like that. Um, I would definitely say know that. Um, know that you have to have special relationships. It's not about what you know; it's about who you know. Sometimes, um, kind of, kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. I would mm-hmm. definitely say would be number three. Um, with this, with this business, I see a lot of people who've made it in the in the major music industry has stepped outside of their comfort zone they've done a lot of things um, that are disruptive i would definitely say yeah um I, beyonce to jay-z to kanye west these people make disruptive things happen and they shake up the room so i would definitely say those three and um support yourself with um a good backing a good team Team is everything. I
2: think team is is like, And I think once you get a little bit of celebrity notoriety, everyone seems to pull inwards and be like, oh, I'm scared to like really connect with people and build a team. But I think that's like part of the best things about success and having people around you that you trust. Um, how have you been able to navigate those relationships?
3: Oh, man, that's been the rockiest road. I would oh, it's
2: have- tough. Everyone says that.
3: Because you think the people who would fight for you so much and who would um, kind of, be that cheerleader or that, that fan in the stands yelling loud. Those are the ones that are quiet when um, things are starting to rumble. So mm-hmm. I think just knowing the people who want the best for you and who honestly want to see you win and you can help them win while you're on the journey.
2: Yeah. You know what yeah. I also think? You have to let seasons change. And I think there's this idea that, oh my gosh, the, you know, this idea of your day ones and for 30 years, they're going to rock with you in the same way. And like, I believe that for sure. But in, in, in business, you got to let things change. And if, if a relationship is changing, you just have to let it go and you have to find the next person, you have to find the next person, because that's how we all evolve in life. But I think, especially when you're trying to support someone who's become like a celebrity, you know, you might have to just, you got to keep rolling. You got to keep finding people at different phases of their life. That's a hard thing. I think.
3: Absolutely. And that's kind of the um, thing where I think um, the situation where it plays a lot with mental health with artists, because they're like, oh, why does this person not support me? Or my day one is not my day one anymore. I think um, a lot of people that that role plays in their head where they think it's still 10 years ago and forgetting about their career when you still have to take this journey by yourself. Sometimes.
2: Yeah, like you think about you know your day one, and it was like, cool, they did, they, you, you were both starting out and they didn't have anything to do. They're like, Let me, I can travel the world with you, but 10 years later, hopefully they'll be like, listen, I'd like to settle, settle down somewhere and not travel the world with you, perhaps, I'm not sure. But we could digress about this all day. I wanna talk about fashion, because this has been a huge factor of your career and things that you're super passionate about. How have you been able to you know, really express yourself through fashion And what's next for you? Are you launching a line? Anything exciting coming up? Because that hat's pretty interesting.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fashion um, is so important to me. Uh, What I have coming up, um, I'm really, really big on giving back to my city. So what I've been doing since I want to say 2012, I've been doing amazing fashion shows where I can incorporate my performances. Wow. Oh, that's great. I started off with just just me being an artist, just trying to get out. And um, I didn't didn't feel receptive to the city. So I was like, hey, I'm going to do my own shows. But how could I incorporate fashion? So every year, um, I do different, I would definitely say different, um, I would say different genres. Last year for 2020, I had the Black Masquerade. For uh, 2021, we did Sounds of the City. So it's all type of different settings. But each year, we change it up. Um, what I got coming up is um, a partnership with Neiman Marcus for the next one. Um, it's going to be amazing. This hat that you see me wearing, okay. So that's uh, really
2: exciting because this is like you know exactly what people talk about. They love fashion, but how do you make a career out of this? But now you're getting partnerships with major, major department brands. How did that start?
3: Um, it started with um, I would definitely say modeling. Um, I started off designing clothes, but then I also put my clothes on myself. But then I think people fell in love with me—not um, to be considered anything—but I think they just loved a black male's yeah. charisma. He looks, he's ready. Um, he, we, we, we can sell him. He's, he's marketable. He has a good look. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> so
3: I think I just ran with it. Um, it, it led to fashion shows. Um, one thing led to the next, um, and then I, I really, really picked up a big marketing thing with a big magazine company in the city called City Book. Um, which specializes on entrepreneurs in the city, different styles and fashions from different um, fashion designers. And City Book fell in love with me. So I went to their fifth year anniversary because I had my own spread and I just wanted to show love to the owners and everything. And um, I met the owner, or not the owner, just the, the regional manager from Texas. Mm-hmm. We've got a great partnership coming um, this summer before they renovate the new Neiman Marcus for Houston, Texas and Galleria Ooh, area. So that sounds it's exciting. Be so, super excited. And we're, we're planning on calling it style a la mode. It's going to be super different and um, I'm excited. Super, well, super excited. Well, keep
2: me in the loop. I've only been to Houston once. It was quite recently. And I went yeah. to the Galleria and was blown away. I don't think I've been to a shopping mall like that in, in I don't know how yeah. long. It's incredible.
3: No, Chris. Chris, my guy, Chris. He's the regional manager of the whole Texas, so he keep the he keep the Neiman Marcus looking good. He, wow. he loves. He, he's giving back to the culture, so I really, really love that they support you so loving my movement. So yeah, we have amazing fashion show coming up this year. Um, just to just to keep it going, just to keep it wow. going.
2: Wow. Well, Soul, you have so much. You've got your hands in all these different pots. A lot of things that are favorites to so many in the audience, from fashion to music to lyrics. Can you please share with us where our Money Moves audience can find you on social media, in particular those that are in H Town, Houston, um, where they can check out your next fashion show?
3: Absolutely. You can check me out at youthsolove.world. That's my website. You can find me everywhere. Um, YouthSoLove at Instagram, everywhere. YouTube, um, everywhere. Bumper stickers, um, <laughs> movies, yeah. You So Love on it. fashion shows, You So Love everywhere.
2: You Soul Love. Thank you so much for coming on the Money Moves podcast. We appreciate you and keep shining. Um, Thank you all for your service. And Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today, but make sure to check out You Soul Love on all his social media outlets. Um, Follow along and make sure you don't miss one music release or fashion show that he has coming up in the books.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me.
2: Thank you. And money movers, if we have helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge on your social and or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to tune in Monday through Friday and subscribe to the money moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve.
1: Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.